What we've heard from administration is statements like, we're not concerned with being that university. Every university, in our opinion, should be concerned with being sustainable, forward-thinking, innovative, um, and a living laboratory for these sorts of uh, technologies of the future. Welcome to Eagle Alarm, the podcast where we break down major facts affecting the environment and explore what we can do to help. I'm your host, Imani. And I'm your host, Bo. And today we're going to be talking to Elias about the USC Office of Sustainability and their role in implementing campus-wide sustainability. Yes, sustainability is a developing theme in college operations around the world. As a country, America is following nations like Canada in implementing sustainable practices in their schools. At USC, we're not among the leading institutions for sustainability, but we have a lot of room for growth. Today we meet Elias. Elias is a program assistant at the USC Office of Sustainability and has extensive experience with environmental impact on a college level. Unfortunately, he comes from our rival school, UCLA, but we still have a lot to learn from him as UCs are making great strides in college environmental action and rank high in leading campuses for sustainability. Um, so thank you for coming on the podcast. We're here with our guest, Elias. And yeah, both, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm super excited to talk to you today. Just kind of get started. So can you kind of run us through your experience and what led you to the Office of Sustainability at USC? Yeah, so kind of a small world and hopefully none of the listeners or viewers hate me for this, but I went to UCLA. So I'm a Bruin at heart. And while I was at UCLA, I studied geography and environmental studies and public policy. So always kind of knew that I was really into sustainability, didn't exactly know what area of sustainability I was super passionate about. So I took so much time while I was in school to try everything, get involved as much as possible as I could while I was in college, because hopefully you all understand this and listeners understand this, but college is, in my perspective, and in hindsight, I think I can really say such an awesome time to just try as many things as possible. If you have an inkling of interest in sustainability, find some ways to get involved. That's exactly what I did. And it helped me tremendously figure out what I was interested in and gain experience. Um, I think regardless of where you go to school, there's always great ways to get involved. So while I was at UCLA, I did tons of different things. I won't get into the details because they won't make sense to um, a lot of the USC listeners, but I worked for the housing sustainability manager for UCLA, which ironically is a past housing sustainability manager of USC. So I worked for her my entire senior year doing sustainability programming, sustainability data tracking for UCLA housing. And while I was in my senior year, you know, I was trying to figure out what do I do post-college? I've got all of this experience working in sustainability on a college campus. I was part of a, an on-campus research program at UCLA where I developed and basically implemented several big sustainability projects on campus. It's an awesome program at UCLA called Sustainability Action Research. I was a, a team leader on that program and then director of that program my senior year. So had tons of experience developing projects for students to work on, on a college campus, and then working simultaneously on the administration side, at least as a student worker, 
um, in housing where, you know, I was a UCLA employee and I was getting to do some work on the inside. So super unique experience of working simultaneously as a student pushing for sustainability and then a UCLA staffer pushing for sustainability. And I was thinking, you know, what do I want to do post-college? Not really sure. Grad school is definitely on my mind for the near future. And two jobs opened up at USC in the Office of Sustainability. And I, I knew almost nothing about sustainability past of USC prior to then. But like I said, I was working for uh, the housing sustainability manager who used to work at USC. So she filled me in a little bit. It was like, you know, they're clearly trying to build up this program. It was not super strong while she was working there, but she was saying this could be a great opportunity for you to you know, take your experience. You've got so much of it working at UCLA and help out, you know, the Crosstown Rivals at USC. So kind of a long-winded way of me explaining how I got here, but graduated in 2019 in the summer and pretty much right away started at USC the same exact day that President Bolt came into USC. So we came in at the same time pushing for sustainability. And that is how I got here. The Office of Sustainability on that day basically doubled in size, went from two full-time staffers to four full-time staffers, Super huge, you know, momentum shift, lots more energy put into sustainability. And I've been with the Office of Sustainability at this point, not two years. It will be two years in July that I've been at the Office of Sustainability. So I've seen lots of shifts happen in sustainability at USC in my time here. And fortunately have you know, been part of that shift. Yeah, no, it sounds like there's just like a lot of change going on between you transitioning from a student to this kind of adult world, I guess, of um, being in like the actual administration position. I'm wondering if there's any, if you've seen any differences either between going from a student to being in that position or even just differences between, you know, UCLA and USC's approach. Yeah, so to that first point, going from kind of student to staffer, uh, I think in a lot of ways, you know, this might be surprising, but they're pretty similar. So, you know, when I was a student or anytime you're coming into a new place, whether it's you're a student trying to get involved or me coming in as a staffer at USC, you've got to take a lot of time to learn what has already happened. I think that's always important. You know, whatever you're pushing for, you've got to take tons of time to figure out what people before you pushed for and what worked and what didn't work. So I feel like there's a lot of parallels in me coming into UCLA, trying to make change as a student, taking so much time to have conversations, learn from, you know, the people who had been there for a long time. That is, you know, so similar to my experience coming into USC. I knew, like I said, nothing about the school, had to take so much time digging through whatever I could find, um, talking to as many people as I could, and then trying to build, you know, my mental framework for how to make inroads wherever I could. So I think that is, you know, surprisingly true for wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you've got to take some time to learn, you know, the background, learn the ropes from whoever you can. But the big, you know, difference between being a student and being administration, and I hope this is, you know, inspiring for any students listening, is that you almost, at least, you know, in the higher ed sustainability world, you, I would say definitely have in some ways more power and more leeway pushing for these things as a student. So, you know, when I was a student at UCLA, we were pushing for, you know, really aggressive changes. I made in the, the research program that I was talking about, made some really aggressive recommendations. And fortunately, UCLA had an administration that was really receptive to that and interested in hearing what students had to say. But 
you know, without students like all of the ones that I worked with making those strong recommendations, I don't think some of the things that we were pushing for would have been implemented, at least in the time frame and on the scale that it was. So student-wise, I almost had more power and ability to shoot for the fences, push for whatever I wanted to push for. On the administration side, yes, I do have functional power, but at the same time, there's a lot of, I don't think this is true for only higher ed, there's a lot of politics to being in, you know, a big organization. USC is basically a city, so I'm kind of like a city staffer. I don't get to be, as much as a student would, the advocate on the outside pushing for big wholesale changes at USC. I am in my swim lane and I have only as much influence as I have. You know, I'm always trying to expand it and our team is always trying to expand it. But at the same time, being a staffer is is an interesting spot to be in at a university where students are really the main clientele. You are the ones who have more say. So hopefully that helps you know get some students listening inspired. Don't think that you can't make change. There's so many ways in which you have more power than I in the Office of Sustainability. And my small team of four has power. You are a collective body of thousands. We are a collective body of four who tries to make friends and allies wherever we can. But students, I would say that's one of the, the big differences, um, at least on a, a college campus, is there's so many of you. You have the power to you know push for whatever you want to push for. Staff, I have to kind of walk a tightrope of making change, pushing this institution to go in a certain direction without stepping on the toes of the people at the highest levels of the university, which... Fortunately, at least right now and, and all the time that I've been at USC, they've been very receptive to what we have to say and what students have to say. But still, collectively, you all have, have so much power and influence. That's great. Thank you so much for the very inspiring words. Certainly, we're trying to do our part to make the changes, too. And I was just kind of curious about your specific focus while you're a student at USC. Sounds like you had a lot of experience within research and also making recommendations. If you don't mind, do you go more into the specific challenges that you face and the problems you try to solve? Absolutely, yeah. So I'll talk specifically about that research program that I was in. It's a unique kind of program. Nothing kind of equivalent, at least right now, exists at USC, but the program designed 10 or 12 years ago was basically having the aim of having students use the UCLA campus as kind of a living lab for sustainability, give them the chance and the opportunity to work with folks in administration to research problems, identify issues that could be made or processes that could be made more sustainable, and then take basically six months or so out of the school year to work with administration to develop you know, a research project and then ultimately present recommendations for changes. So I got involved in that program when I was a sophomore. So basically how the program works is there's teams of students with team members and team leaders who are basically assigned to work with a stakeholder in administration. Could be someone from facilities, from transportation, from housing, res life. And, you know, it's pretty open-ended. They get to basically take some time to identify a problem within, you know, that person's jurisdiction and then work together to develop, whether it's a pilot program or surveys some sort of research program that will gain insights into that problem and hopefully lead to some good recommendations. So I specifically in that program was kind of naturally took more of a waste route. I worked on a team that was tasked with working with UCLA's graduate housing, which is a team that had 
almost no prior experience working in sustainability, working with the sustainability office, working with students pushing for sustainability. So it was kind of like I came in at ground zero where I had all of this leeway to conceptualize what we could do in graduate housing. You know, there was no script laid out for us. And so we worked with folks in graduate housing and UCLA's waste hauler to actually develop a pilot compost program in a couple different buildings of UCLA's graduate housing. So big multi-floor residential graduate apartment buildings. We came in and basically did tons of education campaigns, worked with that outside waste hauler, and actually got the support of some nonprofits in the LA area to get all of the materials and learn how to engage a community of people in a building to show them, hey, we are coming in. You now have the ability to compost all your kitchen scraps. We're putting bins in all of your rooms. You will see us here doing tons of education in the courtyard. We're here to explain how all this works. We know it's new, but really exciting. You're part of this big pilot program that could be super impactful for UCLA. It was just an awesome experience as a sophomore to be getting to work with all of those people at UCLA and beyond and make something tangible. So we did that pilot program, collected data on what worked, what didn't work, how much waste was basically diverted over the course of the 10-week pilot program, and turned that into a set of tight recommendations to UCLA Housing and specifically the Graduate Housing Division of how to make permanent that pilot, to institutionalize that program, I should say. And they did it. They thought, wow, this group of students made some really strong recommendations. And we see that there is positive returns from this program. UCLA at that time had, and the UC system, I should say, had a sustainable practices policy. So it was already kind of baked into every, you know, UC's kind of policy map that they should be caring about sustainability, which helped a lot. So it was easy to make the case that UCLA is tasked with doing all these things to be more sustainable. Here's one way to to make that a reality for not a lot of money, but with a lot of returns. It's you, you know, waste diversion, but also engagement because all of these people now understand what waste diversion is all about. So it was just a win, win, win. And that's exactly the point of this program is to give folks like me experience to benefit the university and just have all of us working in tandem to, to work towards the greater good. So I did that my sophomore year, my junior year, I basically worked on the continuation of that team and worked to expand from those two grad housing buildings to other buildings in grad housing. So supernatural progression from that first year. But again, I got tons of great experience learning how to better a program that the university has committed to institutionalizing, but there's still so many ways to build from lessons learned and figure out how to make that program scalable. So then at the end of that year, we made recommendations for how to expand from not just graduate housing, which is a little bit off-campus at UCLA, but to undergraduate housing, still off campus, but undergraduate apartment buildings. And that then got institutionalized. And it's the kind of thing where it was really clear that if the folks working in graduate housing or UCLA housing, even the folks like my then future boss who worked in sustainability for housing, if they didn't have a team of students with the time and the passion to start a huge project like that, they wouldn't have had the bandwidth to think much about doing such a big comprehensive program like that. So awesome experience that you know taught me a lot about how to work in a big organization like UCLA, super similar to USC. It's really a city within a city. You're working in all of the same kind of bureaucracies. You have 
so many stakeholders that you have to be attentive to. You want to keep a clear vision, but I learned a lot, which I think helps me in this job. I learned a lot about stakeholder engagement, project management, how to keep everyone apprised of what's going on, keep everyone comfortable with the moves that you're making and the recommendations that you're making. And I think that is applicable to anyone working in sustainability, but really in any field is to learn how to take a huge kind of scary project and cut it down into pieces that are manageable. So learned a lot about time management. And I learned about what you don't see in university operations. I had no understanding before this program of how kind of siloed universities can be and how you would think this person knows this person and they work together all the time, but Sometimes it takes a new innovative project for those people to work together. Um, and just making those connections can not just benefit your project, but long-term, this is what I'm now, I, I took those lessons and I'm learning them again at a bigger scale as a staffer at USC, but making connections between teams is invaluable. It is everything, especially when you're a student pushing for sustainability or a small team like the Office of Sustainability making connections with different teams and helping them come into the fold is really, really important for pushing anything forward. So again, long-winded explanation about what I worked on at UCLA, but I work specifically on developing waste programs at UCLA, which is a huge topic at USC. And I think helped me conceptualize, you know, not just how to work on waste problems, but how to work on kind of any big um, sustainability issue that might be kind of scary to folks who haven't done it before and might not be the clearest next step for a university, but is important in the in the broader sense of making a more sustainable university. Yeah, and I think waste is such a big problem on college campuses. I mean, you can look at our quad after a football game and see it <laughs> right then and there. So I'm wondering if there's like, you've talked a lot about like the process of working inside of the organizations. I'm wondering if there's any issues with implementation or getting the students on board and actually doing these things. Yeah, I've seen that at UCLA, both in this program and just in my regular student life, in the program specifically, there's definitely pushback. You think you've got this perfect program and all of this great infrastructure and everyone's going to jump on it and come on board right away. Like, why wouldn't they immediately love the opportunity to compost their kitchen scraps. I think an important lesson in the sustainability world, but really in everything, is that people have different mindsets about things. People have different lived experiences, different levels of understanding of everything. But in terms of sustainability, waste is one where you're constantly butting up against everyone being on a different page. Waste is something that you need collective buy-in for. You can't just put the bins there and hope for the best. Like It's not going to work that way. you got to be super targeted in how you're messaging the initiative, how you're educating people to use a new program. So at UCLA, the Office of Sustainability and their facilities management put out new bins across the university. And the people who were kind of in the sustainability world were like, this is awesome. This speaks to us perfectly. We know how to use it, color-coded great messaging, all of that. But then there are a bunch of teams who did waste audits of them and would, would observe people throwing away trash. And it's just such a reminder that the, the mindset that we have and the lens that we have, and probably people listening to this have, as folks who are kind of interested in sustainability, 
sometimes you got to take a step back and think not everyone thinks the way that I do. I've spent tons of time learning about this. I care about this a lot. Other people have different passions and interests, and it doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just means you've got to do a better job of educating them and engaging them and incorporating their viewpoints. They're all valid viewpoints. And if you want to be successful, especially in something like waste, you got to have a lot of community input, be willing to iterate, not assume that the first try is the best try or, or the final try. I think at USC, we're still learning that. Again, early days of all of this stuff, but there have been, in my time at USC, programs like our tailgating program. You just mentioned it's a mess in the quad after a football game. We are in, in kind of, 2019 was kind of the second year of a program to try to get some more engagement out there, put infrastructure, so have people give people the ability to compost and recycle all of their waste because you've seen it, it's insane. I had never seen it until I stepped on campus to try and fix the problem, but it's all a process and you have to be willing to step back, observe what's working, observe what's not working and kind of course correct from there. So waste, I think, is the, the best example of how you can think you've got the greatest solution and you can put a bunch of money behind it, but a lot of sustainability things, it takes not just the, the capital investment and the upfront cost, but then just as important is getting the message out there, making sure people know how to use whatever it is that you're giving them. And like I've said over and over, be able to iterate on that and, and course correct. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think we're, we're kind of at the point where we want to talk more about specific problems at USC. And um, if you don't mind getting more in-depth into kind of like the unique challenges USC faces, because you mentioned it's a very different school, right? It's a very different setting where, you know, where UCLA is um, in the UC system as a public school, USC is private school, and it has its own like challenges within a city, either geographical locations also where it stands on many issues. So if you don't mind, just go more in depth into USC's position and how it might be different from a lot of other institutions that are trying to do the same things. Yeah. So up front, I will make the disclaimer that I've only been at USC for less than two years. I don't have all of the insights into USC prior to July 2019. But I, I've heard tons of things about USC prior to my time here. I've seen a lot of change just within my time at USC. But to your point about, you know, kind of the differences between USC and UCLA or public versus private, I think USC is in an interesting spot. So being a private school has benefits and drawbacks when you're, you're trying to push for sustainability. So at a public school, you know, the benefit is the, at least in California, the government is very on board with sustainability, at least compared to other states. The UC system is a public university system that has to basically do what the government is telling them. So the fact that centrally that system has years ago put in policies to make sure that sustainability is at the forefront of campus life and operations, that is a huge, huge plus for the UC system and is why a lot of those schools, it's a all of those schools are at such a 
they're so much farther down the line in terms of what they've done for sustainability than USC. That being said, USC, prior administrations, prior senior leadership teams have not so much prioritized sustainability the way that other schools have. But at the same time, now USC has an administration that is so vocal in their support for sustainability. It's the day of President Carol Holt's inauguration. It was one of her key strategic priorities that she laid out and did, you know, a zero waste inauguration because she wanted it. And that was awesome. So the benefit and the drawback of being a private school is if those in power at a private school don't prioritize sustainability, it's hard to get it done. The benefit of being at a private school is if people in administration come in and want sustainability happen, they're not necessarily bounded by as much bureaucracy as you are in a, a public school. So there is more leeway to bake sustainability into the operations of a school like USC quickly and kind of turn on a dime than there would be at a public school, at least from my perspective. So I think that's why at USC, we're quickly seeing so many more people come on board and want to you know, learn more about sustainability, figure out how they can, at whatever level of the university they're at, how they can promote sustainability. I think that has a lot to do with USC's position as a private school who now has a super vocal president pushing for sustainability and some people at high levels in the university hearing that message and echoing it back to the campus community. So I think, like I've said, benefits and, and drawbacks of being a private school. But right now, when we are all at USC in the time of President Carol Fult and her new vision for the university, I really think it's kind of USC 2.0. I think there's a lot of benefits. Yeah. And on that note of like all this quick change and the benefits of being in a private university, it seems like you kind of showed up in 2019, like right when everything is starting to pick up and all of that with the, I guess you came in before like the 20 or during the 2020 plan and just kind of, I guess, kind of thrown in there. And we're like, okay, let's make a plan right now. I'm wondering like, where do you start though? Like what's the process of even, cause that was like the first of its kind, you know, in terms of the sustainability yeah. plan. So I'm wondering what's that process of like making a plan from scratch? Yeah. So for everyone listening who doesn't know exactly what we're talking about, the sustainability 2020 plan was the first university sustainability plan for USC. And it was developed in kind of 2014, 2015, and set a vision for where USC would be by the end of the year 2020. And again, long before my time at USC. So I didn't have firsthand experience developing that plan. But I think to your point, what goes into developing a, a campus sustainability plan? I, I said this from you know my student involvement and just experience working on any project, but stakeholder engagement is so important upfront. In the, the development of the 2020 plan, as I understand it, the folks pushing for it, which I should point out, before all of us at the Office of Sustainability currently, or before we got here, there was only one person running the Office of Sustainability at USC. One person with no staff, with very little budget, with not a lot of bandwidth or mandate to make change. That one person basically had to spearhead this effort to develop a university-wide sustainability plan. And if you're hearing that and think that's insane, 
you're exactly right. That is insane. It is a task that was far too large for one person or a handful of people to, to really be spearheading without the support of higher levels of the university. So the 2020 plan was, again, the first step out of the gate. It was the first try at developing a plan like that. It set goals for areas like energy waste, water, transportation, procurement, and then kind of on the side engagement and a little bit academics. But it got the ball rolling as well. So I think there were tons of lessons learned from the development of the 2020 plan and seeing that plan to fruition about we don't want to repeat this process. Again, bless the hearts of the people who developed the 2020 plan. It got so many more people at least thinking about sustainability, gave the Office of Sustainability so much more of a mandate to be holding the university accountable, but no one wants to repeat the process of developing the 2020 plan because it didn't have just as much support as any plan trying to push for sustainability at an institution as big as sustainability requires. So tons of lessons learned about how to right up front do the heavy lifting of socializing your ideas for a campus sustainability plan, getting all of the different stakeholders involved, taking so much time to have people air their thoughts, concerns, grievances before actually putting pen to paper and trying to set the goals for the university. Because if people aren't bought in up front, they're not going to be bought in for the lifespan of that plan and will not feel like it is required of them Again, sustainability requires everyone. They will feel like it's not required of them to do their piece in achieving the goals set forth in that plan. So it was a great first foray into sustainability planning with the 2020 plan. But now we are deep in development of the 2028 sustainability plan. And hopefully, you know, when all is said and done, we will all look back on it and say it achieved so much more. The development process achieved so much more than was possible in 2014, 2015, when they were trying to do the first one. Yeah, no, it's really interesting to think of um, the problem from the perspective of stakeholders and how much impact they can have on um, the execution of a plan like this. Um, so I was just wondering, I guess, um, if we could go more deep into like what the, so as you mentioned, uh, stakeholders, Engagement is probably one of the biggest uh, challenges faced by the 2020 plan and, and is the thing that you guys are working on to achieve for the next plan. So what does that entail exactly for people? Because you mentioned before, the student body is the biggest stakeholders and also there are other people involved, obviously. And what's the process like to get everybody on board specifically? Yeah, so... Again, unfortunately, I didn't come in right at the start of development of the 2028 plan. But so, you know, my team and people hiring me in the administration looked at the calendar and said, we are nearing the end of this sustainability plan. We don't want to be the university that lets that expire and doesn't have a new one. So the ball got rolling before I got here and before Carol Fult even got here. But right up front, I think everyone sat down and said, We've got to do a better job, exactly like you were saying, with stakeholder engagement. How do we do that? We don't have the expertise. So right off the bat, they brought in outside help from a consultant consultant team at Arup who have experience developing this types of plans. They're doing 
kind of the actual benchmarking and helping you set the goals, but then also helping with bringing together all of the people who will need to be you know, brought into the fold for that process. So USC has a sustainability steering committee. If you don't know anything about that, it lives on Office of Sustainability website. More info about that and who sits on it, plus all of our notes, super transparent. But that sustainability steering committee for you know the lifespan of the 2020 plan has been the closest thing to a sustainability governance body that USC has. And it's comprised of faculty, staff, so basically all staff who are subject matter experts on different areas of sustainability, so waste, water, transportation, all of that. Folks from the engagement side of the university, so student affairs. And then it has a subset of the student population on it. So in the past, ESA directors have sat on the steering committee, USG presidents, vice presidents, or their kind of sustainability deputy has sat on the steering committee, along with students from other teams. So that was really, again, pre-President Bolt and pre-all of these new people taking you know a part of sustainability. That was the group who was brought together to, at a high level, strategize how to develop this next sustainability plan, again, with the help of, fortunately, an outside consultant who had done this type of thing for other universities and other big institutions. So that was, it was a long process that started with putting the word out there that we are developing this plan in conjunction with all of the meetings that went into it with the Sustainability Steering Committee and consultants. Our office put out a survey to the student population to basically broadly capture input and understand priorities of the student body you know, basically tell them we are in the very, very early stages of this, but we want as many student voices as possible. Unfortunately, can't have you all sitting in these meetings with SSC, but we'll publish all the notes. You can look through them, see what we're thinking about. Tell us what you want us to bring into these meetings and tell the consultants that students care about so we can do as best of a job as we can with still the limited resources and time that we have to make this process different and make it more holistic, we could incorporate so many more voices than were incorporated in the 2020 plan. So the process of developing 2028 was, it was supposed to only be a year, year and a half, but it has stretched on a little bit, which I think is an okay, you know, problem. It allows more people to digest what we're thinking about, to give input. So we spent all of 2019 and 2020 up until COVID, having regular meetings with the steering committee where we would talk about today is about waste. Today is round two of our waste conversation. Today is about procurement with the support of that consultant team who could get us moving in a direction, who had done tons of background research on what has happened at sustainability, how the reporting structures work, and where there are basically big opportunities to set an aggressive goal that is still achievable. Yeah. And I was a little curious, you mentioned before, with this, you got student input for this 2028 plan. I'm kind of wondering, like, what was the result of that? Or like, you know, what were students looking for? Yeah, so I think students had a broad range of interests. And I don't have the results up in front of me. It's been a long time since I've looked at them. But (laughs) I do know that some of the more, you know, visible things that touch sustainability were like top of mind for students. So students 
rightfully, in my opinion, thought it's outrageous that we don't have recycling bins like everywhere on campus. I've got to walk out of my way to recycle this plastic bottle. Like it's just really basic stuff. I think what we learned from that survey is students are begging for at least the bare minimum, which USC in their eyes wasn't providing them in terms of sustainability, but also were, you know, kind of being visionary thinkers and saying, well, I look up at the roofs and why are there, you know, not solar panels? We live in LA. We have the great resource of sunshine almost year round. Why have we done so little for solar energy or alternatives? Why are there not a lot of EV charging stations? Even if I don't have an EV car, why is that so difficult for a university that in students' minds has a lot of money and influence? Why isn't that stuff that we're doing? Why is our transportation not subsidized? Why can I get on the metro for free? That sort of stuff. I think it was clear that students have, on some levels, the same interests that staffers do of like, well, why is it so difficult for me to just recycle my whatever it is? But students at the same time are, are super valuable because they're visionary thinkers who are living and walking through the space all the time and are really helpful in us figuring out what is useful kind of design-wise. What should we putting we be putting our energy behind? Great. Um... Yeah, no, we're we're really happy that we get you here today and to talk about all this stuff happening at USC. And uh, we're almost at the end of our episode today, so just wanted to kind of get into the last final chapter, which is just talking about how students can get involved with the initiatives that you guys have. Are there any kind of affiliated student organizations that they're good opportunities? Students are passionate about these subjects and yeah. Yeah. I think I have seen just in my short time at USC so, so, so much growth in student organizations pushing for meaningful and strategic change at USC. So I could talk forever about the work that I've seen happen on kind of the student realm. But for anyone who's super, super new to sustainability, just getting involved, trying to get involved, Environmental Student Assembly is probably the biggest kind of umbrella organization pushing for a more sustainable USC. They are super nice folks. I work with them personally all the time, always looking for more students to get involved. And they basically have teams working on different aspects of sustainability from kind of the student lens. They work closely with our office. They do a lot of engagement and marketing with us to try to get the message out about what our team is doing and what other teams working in sustainability at USC are doing. USG has come aboard as a really big ally for sustainability. So there's tons of ways to get involved if you're looking more for a student government path. Great positions within those organizations that, again, really, really help push forward sustainability initiatives. I'll make a quick plug for just the Office of Sustainability website, you can see you've got, you know, a students tab that has a list of most of the the organizations doing sustainability work. I would say there's a place for everyone, regardless of what you're interested in or want to get involved in. Sustainability is something that we got to get away from thinking of as one narrow thing, whether it's waste or energy or gardening, like there is a place for everyone. Bloom Boutique is 
an org for students who are passionate about thrifting and reusable or reusing clothing. So I, I would like to say that to any students wanting to get involved is don't think that if you don't have experience or you don't study sustainability that you can't get involved in student groups. And then from Office of Sustainability side, if you're trying to stay connected with everything that I've talked about, keep up with the initiatives like 2028, like zero waste pilots that we are working on, all of that stuff. We have social media, we have a newsletter. All of this is accessible from just our website homepage, green.usc.edu. Tons of ways to stay aware of what is going on with sustainability. And I will say we are doing our best. Again, we're a small team doing our best to strategically bring more students into the fold working for us, you know, not just as volunteers, but as kind of interns with the Office of Sustainability, trying our best to develop a meaningful program, maybe somewhat similar to the one that I talked about at UCLA, but that can pair students who are super passionate about pushing for sustainability at, at basically their university and their home, they're living at and around USC, trying to pair them with folks from our team or in other areas of USC who have basically the power to, to make some change. So tons of stuff in the works. I would say, please keep up with everything that we're doing. I promise there's a lot in motion and hopefully over the next couple months, that all will be reflected to, to the USC community and it will be easier and simpler for folks at USC who care about sustainability to see around campus all of these opportunities to directly get involved. I think something that if there's a silver lining of the COVID world and having to kind of derail or push back some programs is that we've had the time, at least more than we did pre-COVID, to think about how we are incorporating students into the work that we're doing, how we are broadly messaging all that is going on with sustainability. You can imagine with a small team of four, it's hard to both do the work and then tell everyone about the work, but we know that that is super important to students. And if we're not getting the message out there, we're not doing our job as wholesomely as possible. So I know I talked a lot about um, kind of at an abstract level, how you can get involved, but Again, green.usc.edu has all of the resources to stay connected with us. And if you're not familiar with student orgs, all of them are listed there. Yeah, and we'll definitely be putting all those resources on our social media if anyone's listening. <laughs> uh, but I guess just to wrap up, start off on, I mean, end off on a high note, what do you feel is like, the future of our planet or like what kind of keeps you going? Because I kind of see the very nice background we kind of talked about briefly <laughs> um, with that plan. So I'm just wondering um, what kind of keeps you hopeful for? Yeah. And honestly, I'm not just saying this because we're all young people again. I'm pretty young. I'm only 23 and I work in a population of students, but genuinely what keeps me hopeful is the fact that among people our age and younger, this stuff is top of mind. Like we get it. They get that sustainability is not what people thought about it in past decades of like, oh, you're just a hippie who like is super granola and crunchy and all that stuff and just cares about like saving the trees and the rainforest. What genuinely keeps me going is the thought that the young people who are quickly understanding the power that they have at USC and 
in our country, around the world, quickly understanding the power they have to make change. I think that is genuinely one of the big things that makes me hopeful. Like we, we've got to do messaging about what sustainability work is happening at USC, but at the same time, any meeting I go into with students, they just have from lived experiences of being a young person in a changing climate, looking around at, you know, the sky being orange for days on end last summer and watching the events of 2020, understanding how social change can happen. Genuinely, I am hopeful that our generation and younger generations will keep that same intensity that I think has been on some levels, at least if you focus on sustainability, has been lacking from people who should have been caring about this and should have been fighting tooth and nail for this stuff in years past, in decades past. I am hopeful that the future looks more like Divest SC, who just did so much work to recognize their own power and make change in their communities. I'm seeing that not just at USC, but really in the world at large, you know, Greta Thunberg, Climate Strikes, how many youth are now involved in this type of stuff and have an understanding of how this is not just about saving the environment, but it's about saving people in society. That genuinely keeps me hopeful. And apologies, dog barking in the background now. This is, I guess, live <laughs> podcast reality. Um, that is what keeps me hopeful that the future will look more sustainable than you know past past years that we've seen and more hopeful than past years that we've seen. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I feel I, I don't know about you both, but um, I feel kind of the same way because I feel like our generation kind of has the unique ability to like see it right in front of our eyes. I feel like the past generations are like, oh, this is just like a little change or whatever. So <laughs> hopefully yeah. we can get to a better future. So, yeah, I mean, it was really interesting hearing that you know, the sustainability office is really only four people. You know, you think this big sustainability office, you, you know, at least 20 people working in there, but to know that there's really only a small amount of people and only one person before Elias came in, it shows how much they've gotten done with just a small group of people. Yeah, I think that also means students need to collaborate and use the offices as a resource and then step up to drive these changes. I think it's really important that um, students recognize it and sees that sometimes they're only limited amount that a school can do for them and it's up to them to drive the change. Yeah, and I think that even becomes more of an issue when the school's not really on the same page. I mean, up until, you know, President Folk coming in, it sounds like USC wasn't really on board to do, you know, this environmental stuff. So having that institutional backing is really important. And, you know, it shows that we can kind of get more done than we could in the past. And I think on top of that, our generation is just generally more proactive with the environment because you know again like you said we can look outside and see that you know the sky is orange and we can see the floods right in front of us so i think now more than ever is the time for us to really get involved and you know believe that we can do it great that wraps up our episode today and for more information about eco alarm and ways to get involved in usc sustainability efforts follow our instagram and facebook at eco alarm podcast 
Thank you for listening. And remember, you can't do all the good the world needs, but the world needs all the good you can do. Bye, guys.